0: Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty and justice. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Our top story today, front page of the Wall Street Journal, researchers begin to home in on COVID-19 mortality rate. That wasn't the exact headline, but something like that. And as I read into it, it looks like the mortality rate for COVID is about 0.5%, which isn't really that impressive. I don't, I think that's for all cases though, and most cases are asymptomatic. So I don't even think it's a particularly valid number. But as I go back and try to figure out my own numbers on this thing, I have noticed increasingly, as have other people, that the CDC data is amazingly sparse it's totally behind it's inconsistent year to year they just don't have all their blanks filled in and now when the white house is going to take over for that for collecting the data and feeding it stove piping it perhaps to the CDC i think the that we will never really be able to know the truth but i'm not impressed by a 0.5% mortality rate especially since The vast, vast majority majority of the people, I think, well, they all have comorbidities. So that just means those people were terminally ill already.
1: Now, this came from the CDC.
0: The Wall Street Journal, no. The Wall Street Journal said researchers are getting close to this number. And it cites uh, just kind of hodgepodge of different data sets and people working on it. And they're all kind of homing in on this 0.5 to 1% rate.
1: Yeah, that was the subject of Trump's interview with, with Chris Wallace the other day. And Chris Wallace combated what Trump said. Trump said, we're the best in the world at, I think we have the lowest, I believe is what he said. We he, should And have the lowest. came out. But it turns out they were citing different sources. And that has now become a point of confusion.
0: That's exactly what's been happening the whole time. I've always thought Johns Hopkins is the, what, what was listed, I can't remember who wrote it. Was it the Wall Street Journal or was it actually... I believe it was an official source, called Johns Hopkins the gold standard for COVID data, which is absolutely crazy since we have a CDC that is supposed to be our gold standard. And if you're an internationalist, look at the World Health Organization. But the our CDC is supposed to be the gold standard. It's all very confusing.
1: But I would
0: say we should have the lowest mortality rate because we have the highest case rate and we have the highest testing rate. So as you test more people and you include people who don't have the disease, you should have the mortality, the mortality rate. It should, strictly speaking, be limited to people who definitely have the disease, which is not the same as getting a positive test. But I would furthermore say the relevant mortality rate is for people in the general population who are not already terminally ill, in which case the mortality rate is probably unmeasurably small.
1: Right. It's confusing on so many levels, not just where the data comes from, but how it's calculated, which test was taken. There's so many different tests you can take. You can do a quick test. You can do a test that takes longer. You can do a test that's going to be negative and someone will still say, well, you're positive. I just decided. It's all so confusing that the average person trying to live their life doesn't have the time or, or brain energy to figure all of this out. I don't. It's it's maddening.
0: It, well, to, I do have it and or I'm interested enough in it to make the time and the data is not there. I can analyze data and it's I cannot get the apples to apples data from a source that is accountable and transparent. That can compare and and it stopped. I mean, some of this data stopped at the end of March on the CDC website. And then some of it is missing the year over year stuff from 2019 the monthly data from 2019, but they have some for 2020. I'm telling you, I posted three CDC links yesterday on Twitter at Monica Perez show. And you look and see that there is no consistency in the reporting by weeks, years, over the past three years. And frankly, I'd like to include 2017, which at least in Europe, which is not the data that they provide, but in Europe, 2017 had a terrible flu season. If we compare 2020 with 2017, I, am, uh, I, I would expect to find that 2017 was worse.
1: The confusion around all of this, in my opinion, is on purpose. It is to keep the public overwhelmed, uncertain, and dependent on the word of the authorities. If the public overall can't figure out who to trust, or what the real numbers are, then that gives more and more power to the authorities that they look to to get their information from.
0: I asked my husband if he he's a he's he he's a good manager, and I asked him what he would how he would handle this if he were in charge, the governor, whatever, and he said, "Well, the first thing I would have would not have done is panic everybody immediately." before any of the facts were in because now you can't do anything because people are so scared so if you wanted to open the schools people are in a frenzy they're in a panic they won't allow it it's creating confusion resistance and that you just cannot control it now once you cause the panic you kind of set your path which of course i think is deliberate he doesn't right
1: yeah the way that these globalists work is they have A lot of times we do things we don't always necessarily plan them out as well in our head or have as much broad ranging goals as we might like to have, because it's hard to do that when you're trying to live day to day and get by. But these guys and gals, they can sit up in their ivory towers in the sky. They can pinpoint an objective on a map and say, I want this goal in 10 years to happen. So what do we have to do to make this reality come into fruition? And if causing chaos is part of the best way to get to that in their opinion then chaos would be the plan
0: They have scenario experts. Global Business Network was the scenario expert. These guys had their history dates all the way back to the 60s and counterculture stuff that they did hand in hand with the CIA. The Global Business Network ran the four scenarios for the Rockefeller Foundation in 2010 of how varying pictures of the future would affect their ability to insert technology into poorer countries. I mean, that's what that was all about. And don't tell me. I mean, you know, now my eyes are open about technology. It is for the world powers for the control. So they have th- those foundations, they're tax exempt foundations. They do not have a rule against perpetuity. So they're intergenerational. They have unlimited resources, virtually unlimited resources relative to any individual or truly private organization to anticipate not only the different scenarios, but these experts who understand crowd psychology, they understand, they have all the resources, all the experts to determine what technology is capable of, how how crowds will respond, how different cultures will respond. They have that, they, T-H-E-Y, Rockefeller Foundation, specifically World Economic Forum. Uh, there's an article I wanted to get to today, I doubt I will, uh, written by a guy from the Open Society Foundation, but I took a while to find that. It was in Market Watch. About about how uh, Americans should all have free Federal Reserve bank accounts to have their UBI directly deposited into. It was just a Soros propaganda thing. So they're there and they can study this stuff. They can anticipate it. They can set goals and they can roll with the punches.
1: Yeah. And the public overall, we project our morals, what we would do onto them. We think like us instead of thinking like them, which is why we don't think that they would do something like cause chaos, but they are not restricted or bound by the way that we think or the beliefs and morals that we have.
0: That's almost a direct quote from Brzezinski, who said in 1971 or two in America in the Technotronic era that the elite would not be bound by provincial or traditional ethics. And they depend on us restraining our own behavior and our own perceptions by that, which they operate outside of, human hunting parties, which I never believed was a real thing. I now believe is a real thing. But I will say they also use policy a policy is very effective. That was from a report from Iron Mountain. They can use computer simulations to see how policy will affect the tiniest details of seemingly unrelated things in society. But in this case, the policy details are very clearly related to the outcomes. Specifically, I was talking about yesterday, somebody had told me and I'd read propositions. I don't know if it they got passed, but I figure they did. Based on what people have told me, that they are insulating from liability the, the changed policies or people, uh, medical workers implementing policies in the New York, New Jersey area. Policies I think are largely responsible for those accelerated death rates in nursing homes. But I had a, tw- uh, a comment on that, one of those YouTube videos I do with Clint on my, on my YouTube channel. Uh, a guy named, uh, oh shoot, what was his name? uh, Save the planet, eat a vegan. But he predicted, to give him credit, that the liability would be imparted to businesses that uh, require mask usage. And I would also say maybe vax tats. So I I feel like that, like for live events, they'll, if you have your vax tat and they require it, it's not the government mandating it, but. That venue would be taking on the liability of having a show, but they don't have to have the liability if they require vaccinations. It's not that they don't have liability if no harm is done or they do have liability if harm is done. They see that's the problem with how medical liability works. It's not about harm or judgment or intent or anything like regular tort law. It's just following protocol which is manipulated from the top without the right i think without being in good faith so i do believe that they're going to manipulate policy that's their nudging without actually mandating
1: yeah well it appears trump might have been nudged or mandated Judging by his press conference yesterday, did you see the coronavirus task force press conference yesterday? All
0: I saw was a headline that said Trump says this thing's going to get worse before it gets better. And that just echoed in my mind. Bill Gates. Thank you, Mr. A, friend of the show, when he said phase two was really going to get people's attention.
1: If you would just read the transcript and not see a name attached to this, you might think that it was Fauci that was up there speaking. It was a complete reversal on absolutely everything. He looked defeated. It was a man on an island telling a country that's gripped by a pandemic exactly what the experts have been telling them and nothing that he's been saying. And he said Was he wearing a mask? not what he was doing in the press conference. He was far away from people. He was sitting by himself. There was no, like I said, he was on an island. Trump on an island in a mask would have been better, but he wasn't wearing a mask. He was just sitting by himself. There was none of his, none of the almighty scientists were behind him. In fact, during this press conference where he's talking to America about this problem that has gripped us for so long, CNN wasn't even airing the entire press conference. What they were doing at the time is Jake Tapper had Fauci on his show and he's talking to Fauci. Were you not invited to the coronavirus press conference is going on right now. How dare he not invite you, Mr. Lord Fauci? And Fauci's like, I don't know if I wasn't invited. I just, ah, you know, he did his Fauci thing and they weren't even airing <laughs> it. But, but Trump was saying exactly what CNN's been saying for so long. And I'm going to tell you a few of the things that he said. His tone was very somber he was reading. He was kind of just reading from his desk a script the whole time, except when he was answering questions. There was no confrontation at all, even when people asked him challenging questions that he might you know, fight back against like he usually does. He said, wear a mask multiple times. He, he reiterated, wear a mask. He said the pandemic is going to get worse before it gets better. He touted ventilators. He touted remdesivir. As opposed to, uh, you know, it, it was hydrochloroquine and remdesivir is Fauci's thing. The institute that he leads has been trying to push that for a while. It's very, very expensive. It hasn't been proven to affect the death rate at all. No, I'm no, so
0: I'm so sick of the treatment thing. Can we not talk about uh, basic health? It really, it's bothering me. They should be emphasizing, like Ron Paul does, the importance of fundamental health and really think about the causes of. disease disease malnutrition toxicity radiation and stress you need some sunlight so i'm not saying that if you don't get sick you shouldn't treat it but let's emphasize how we can forestall all of this by having better health sorry i was shocked (laughs) it just drives me crazy to say because everybody
1: yeah before he was recommending medicine that doctors across the country have said, if you give it to people with zinc, I believe, at the right time, it has been very effective at helping people who were sick. It could
0: just be the zinc, because the zinc is what isn't is. The, what parts, part of the uh, fundamental health preparation that you should do if you're going to be in a high-stress or high-risk environment.
1: And hydrochloroquine is very cheap, and almost everybody in the country can get it. Rindisivir is very expensive, and not a lot of people can get it. Not that it has proven to do a whole lot, unless there's been other studies come out. So that was surprising to me. Then he was asked—actually, I'll tell you about that one last— He. He was asked why he doesn't wear a mask more. So you wear a mask. You say it's patriotic. The question isn't, or it's not, great job. It's why don't you wear it more? Why don't you wear it when you sleep? When you're in the shower? When you're? Somebody said we saw a picture of you not wearing it, and Trump went on a, a diatribe. It's patriotic. It's patriotic. I wear it here. I wear it in this situation. I wear it in that. I wear it when I'm in the elevator it's, with the generals because I'm protecting the, gener- the generals. So he's he's spouting the talking uh, points. The I'm it's wearing so important it. though. I know, but to understand the ritual nature of the mask, right. So he's
0: saying it's patriotic. He's not saying it's healthy.
1: Yeah, I know. And he's saying he's wearing it to protect others. That talking point that he has not say he has not been doing for a long time. I have to comment on that. You want to finish? I, I would like to, to finish get finish. through these and then comment. On. Yeah. He said that social distancing is common sense, and I would like for it to be a little bit further, actually. He said that. He said that he was, he was measured in his bragging about America. Instead of saying, we're number one in this, we're number one in that, he started to say, we're the... And then he stopped himself, and he said, we're doing good in this. So he was very un-Trump-like in every single thing that he said. He seemed a little bit defeated, and then... He said, this was a response to a question, he was asked if he thought that Ghislaine Maxwell will tell some big names, even if she is actually arrested or even alive. And Trump's response was that he wishes her well. He used to see her around a lot in West Palm Beach. I, did you know she used to oh live in West God. Palm Beach, I guess? And he said he didn't know anything about the Prince Andrew situation. And he also emphasized, the only thing that he emphasized forcefully in any of this talk that he didn't seem defeated about was that it was a China virus, China unleashed us on the world, China did this to us, China did this to everybody. It was a complete reversal except for his position that we're China. going to war with China. We are in a cold war with China, I guess. Or maybe it's going to be something more. But
0: Well, wait till the defense spending fucking doubles. Which is crazy. We just, there's no, we spend more than the rest of the world combined in defense and they will, it's just, I mean, the only thing I can think is they're truly trying to bankrupt the country, truly trying to reset the monetary order of the world. But I had a couple of comments about the masks. So I saw the one, an article, who was the source of the article? Dag freaking nabbit. Oh Yeah. The Mayo Clinic, it was a guy from the Mayo Clinic said the N95 mask with the respirators, it filters the air going in, but it does not filter the air going out. And actually, if you cough or whatever, you're not covering your face when you're wearing a mask. So it can direct and accelerate or concentrate the impact of it going out. And I just had to laugh because I went to Santa Monica over the weekend which I would never normally do because I really don't live anywhere near there, but um, there's no traffic here. <laughs> this surge is our sojourn of living in LA. It's very different from the last one. There's no traffic. So I went to Santa Monica and I saw a sign that said, my mask is for you. Your mask is for me. And I tweeted it. And I thought, this is how they can tell you what to do. Otherwise, liberty would reign. Oh, my gosh. But the better the mask, the less true that is. The N95 mask is bad for you and it's good for me. So if you took it off, it would be better for the other person. It's a selfish act, not a selfless act, according to this article I was reading about N95.
1: And they told people not to wear those, the ones with a filter now. Why? Because of what you just said, because it doesn't Oh, really? It. So
0: now they're changing that? Yeah. Because they were, for a while, they were pushing those masks. Yeah, they make no comment. They were made saying no those comment. are the ones that really work.
1: I didn't see any comment on the actual mask that people are wearing that are made of cloth that are an apparel Well, they're
0: patriotic. Item. They're not a medical thing. They're a political thing. That's what Trump is saying.
1: So patriotism, patriotism poli- must political. kill the coronavirus.
0: It would, because the coronavirus is as tangible as <laughs> politics.
1: We need more patriotism to kill this virus. So, but what about the Win dixie thing? Oh, Win dixie I don't even know if we got to the story yesterday, but Win dixie had announced that they are going to, no mask required, they were going to go against the grain, and I was ready to become a Win dixie customer until... What And I was going to say yesterday when we
0: got to that story, I was going to say this is how we know there's competition in supermarkets and there's not competition in social media. Social media is a tool of the government because the mask thing, people don't like it. So Winn-Dixie is taking that competitive moment to empower its customers, give its customers what it wants, whereas you can't get that from Facebook or Twitter or whatever, which takes stuff down at uh, for political reasons not because
1: that's what people want. But then, I believe politics. When dixie did a complete reversal, not less than 24 hours before making the the declaration. And in that reversal, they went ahead and implemented a mask policy. They did this after Trump donned the mask, after he said it was patriotic. They instantly dropped their stance and implemented a policy before their competitors implemented it. So they kowtowed. It's embarrassing. And they said they did it because of their customers. Bullshit.
0: Unless their customers are such Trump bobbleheads that they themselves have done a 180. I used to say a 360. My husband would be like, you know, a 360 gets you back where you started.
1: (laughs) Did a 180. Hey, what's up, guys? With the world as crazy and unpredictable as it currently is, the time to start living a truly sustainable lifestyle, a lifestyle of rugged independence, is right now. A Neighbors Feed and Seed has everything you need to help you do just that. Small engine repair, garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feed, chicken feed, premium pet food. Neighbors has it all. And right now, they want to give Propaganda Report listeners an opportunity to try one of their new products, Southern Nights CBD Oil, at a 20% discount. So go to NeighborsFeedandSeed.com or visit the store in person if you live in the Smyrna area and use the promo code PROPREPORT. That's one word, all caps, P-R-O-P-R-E-P-O-R-T and you'll get 20% off of your CBD oil purchase. Look, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Neighbors Feed and Seed is a fantastic business ran by friendly, knowledgeable, liberty-minded people who bend over backwards to help their customers in any way that they can. Check it out. I promise you, you're gonna love it. Quick correction, the coupon code for all CBD products is PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps. And the coupon code for the starter seed pack is PROP REPORT, all caps, no spaces. And Neighbors and Seed has a farmer's market that starts at 10 a.m. and goes till 4 p.m. on Saturdays. I wanted to
0: mention, yesterday's Patron 15, I got a comment which I feel the same way. The end of that just blew JB's mind and it was something that had blown my mind so i thought i would say if you if you were considering being a patron if you want to sign up or if you are a patron and missed it check out yesterday's patron 15. and uh it's only five dollars a month to be a truth sponge which gets you all the patron 15. doesn't get you the parties but it gets you all that extra content 15 cents a day if you want it i that doesn't work for me i can't do that five bucks you You know your cup between
1: your couch cushions
0: Meh, I, I like the Starbucks coffee analogy. But um also somebody asked, a patron asked, what is the video I keep talking about that talks about the ritual significance of masks? And it's Truthstream Media. It's called Characteristics of an Initiation Ritual. And they basically just read a passage from Julian Huxley, Algus Huxley's brother, that describes what's happening today in an eerie, eerie... um. Similarities emerge from that. But uh, I wanted to skip to or segue into the QAnon thing. What's what is this? I saw that Twitter suppressed or removed 7000 QAnon accounts. QAnon has 7000 QAnon followers accounts.
1: You know, that's a good question. How do you determine what's a QAnon account or not? They they did say Twitter removed seven over seven thousand QAnon accounts, but do they have QAnon in their profile or is Twitter just projecting that they are QAnon because they said certain beliefs on their Twitter page? Yeah, they got rid of them and they also got rid of. They're limiting the visibility of a whole bunch more, and they announced yesterday that they are banning accounts that are dedicated to the QAnon conspiracy theory and limiting the visibility of over 150,000 more. And they said they would classify the post to the conspiracy theory, which holds that Donald Trump is crusading against a clandestine ring of high-profile high, high profile pedophiles as, yeah, they, no, the reason they're doing it is because those posts related to that, they say, are in connection to offline danger. So online misinformation, they say. This is a theme we saw in 2016. This is when it emerged. Causes real danger. And that's why they need to get rid of these. They said they will permanently ban accounts tweeting these topics. Tweeting these topics. Some of the topics are true. This is the Pizzagate thing. When you have truth that you do wow. not want people to talk about, you you flood it with misinformation. Then you ban any any of those topics, despite the fact that some of them are true.
0: So they're protecting pedophiles? Maybe. But Possibly I mean they are. For sure, right? Because if the if the misinformation is stuff about pedophiles <laughs> and you can't tweet stories about
1: pedophiles that's exactly what they're
0: this is this is why i never bought the argument that the exception to the first amendment that you can't well you can't cry fire in a crowded theater and i would say yes you can and you have to accept the consequences of that and that because it is a slippery slope i hate that expression it makes you feel so black and white but it must be black and white the government cannot be trusted especially after what i talked about yesterday on the Patreon 15 i mean the the, tr- the nature of it all is that it can, absolutely it's there to defeat you and
1: but, to and that yeah. story that could not have been better news for parlor the new social media platform that has been pushed on twitter strangely enough a lot lately but yesterday was probably they were struggling to get some traction i think i think they got all the traction they needed yesterday
0: <laughs> so twitter helps parlor Fair enough. It's already. It's probably going to be known as the QAnon
1: <laughs> platform. Yeah. Oh, they for all sure. got, yeah. yeah.
0: Gab was Pepe. So, uh, speaking of dialectics, as we always do, the it, it seems to me more and more clear that the George Floyd protest, which we, I know you have some stuff on that, is was really there to launch the anti police, then police pro police backlash. And yesterday I was talking about how I thought it said that the Department of Homeland Security was sending 150 agents into Chicago. And then I figured it had to be to protect federal property because I believe that's the mostly what they have the authority to do. Without the approval of the local thing, I, I think, I don't know if that just applies to the National Guard or Department of Homeland Security. It was just stuff I was gleaning because the purpose had not been announced as to why they would be sending them in there. But it has si- since been announced its efforts to target illegal gun sales, So, which I think personally is an unconstitutional expression at all. That's why is, those
1: federal officers were sent in? Yeah.
0: This is what it says. The Trump administration, this is the Wall Street Journal, the Trump administration plans to send federal law enforcement to Chicago as part of an effort to crack down on gun crime and focus on illegal gun sales. It's part of a broader Justice, Justice Department initiative to send a surge of federal resources into cities where crime is rising. And I would tell us three things about that. One is Jeff Sessions would be proud. This is one of those things that Barr and Sessions were both in on, which was use federal tools to support police and crack down on um, the Second Amendment, really. So I defend Jeff Sessions for his integrity, but not for his positions. And uh, the second thing I wanted to say was that it's the most of the press is that how it's cracking down on Democrat cities and I thought to myself aren't all cities Democrat cities like I think cities are generally Democrats so I looked it up and of the 50 largest US cities 35 of them are run by Democrats and my guess is if you if you cut that number to the top 25 the proportion would be even larger that's 70% but I guess I bet it's even more if you, if you really focus just on the very biggest cities and then the last thing is these were federal agents that are dressed in fatigues without insignia, which I thought that was illegal. I didn't think they were allowed to do that. And it's really bad news. And that that pulls on the They said it says was,
1: police on those uniforms.
0: Well, then it's a lie because they're not police. So they're federal agents. And Pazzi Comitata says the feds cannot be police. And then that pulls on the thread that was in Portland where they had unmarked federal agents pulling people. Oh, that's what
1: I off mean, the Portland. Street. I was referring to Portland. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This one is it was the Chicago mayor. Lori Lightfoot said she spoke with the mayor of Portland to, quote, get a sense of what happened there. And Lori Lightfoot said, we don't need federal agents without insignia, taking people off the street and holding them, I think, unlawfully. Now, the problem with not having insignia is you can't find your people. So if you're with somebody and they drag him away and there's they call it alphabet soup. There are so many agencies and basically almost all of them, if not, you know, are armed and dangerous. These government agencies, they're federal, they're state, they're local, there are private ones. Even if you if they are not wearing insignia, you may never be able to track your people down and that's very dangerous.
1: They did a press conference yesterday speaking specifically about the uniforms. I didn't catch all of it. Oh, really? And they spoke about the the insignias. I can't I need to go back and watch it again.
0: Well, uh, it's whatever the actual What is really happening? I don't know. But the fact that she's sounding the alarm about it, it is an alarm that should be sounded. And of course, it's having these police. So so I've been talking about the bills that defund the police and then you insert police funding from the feds with strings attached. Both parties want that. This is another step, which is taking various, various federal Proxy police, quasi police, and inserting them in these cities without communicating with the local governments. That is also really dangerous. If I want to protect my homestead and I move to Texas or wherever I think homestead protection is strong and feds, it was, that was a slippery slope that the feds encroached on the 10th amendment when states were changing their pot laws. So places that were trying to go legal like California were getting federal raids. So this is a problem you cannot control. We have no control over D.C., and they are taking total control over the localities. That is a problem.
1: And the Homeland Security officer, Chad Wolf, who was doing the press conference speaking about what's going on in Portland, because there was a top Twitter trend yesterday that was about, Proactive policing in Portland. Minority report is going on. They're sweeping away protesters in the dark of night in unmarked cars, and everybody better watch out. First of all, I, I talked, but I said, Watch out. They are going to arrest people because you think you're free, you think you're emboldened to do all these protests, to commit all these crimes, and people are committing crimes. You're going to get arrested. And yeah, there are drones watching all kinds of stuff. And there is predictive programming, pr- I mean, predictive policing going on. But The way that this was characterized yesterday, this predictive or proactive policing was completely out of context on Twitter. You couldn't hardly find a clip of the guy who was on Martha McCallum's show talking about this. You can only find the 11-second clip, really, that showed up first, where he says, Proactive policing, but no context. around it. I finally found the entire video, and I watched it. And what he was talking about is he was talking about the protesters were on a nightly basis at midnight. Not the not the protesters before, but the rioters that were coming from midnight to five have been committing crimes on a federal building. They've been graffitiing the courthouse. In Seattle, people died in this because there was no police that came to him. And here, there's no local police doing anything. The local police have have backed up. They're not doing anything. And he talked about how we we usually fall back and the local police does this, but the local police is doing nothing. They're vandalizing the federal building. They are attacking officers. So we are being proactive about actually going in there since there's no local authorities. He was talking about arresting people that had committed federal crimes. And to give you an idea of some of the things that the protesters are doing, they're using radio frequency jammers. You might remember the video of the old old man protester who got pushed down by the cops. You slow down that video, he swipes his phone by a very intentional act by the thing. And I read where that was exactly this, using radio frequency jammers. I don't know if that's the case, but this seems to uh, kind of been some credibility to that claim and they had soft pellet guns they were shooting officers with they were pointing lasers in the officers eyes and they attempted to lock officers inside the courthouse and burn the courthouse down with the officers inside of it so they're committing felonies the whole thing is messed up i agree with you that this is a transfer of power though from the state to the federal
0: and the, the fact that they're cutting that clip just to make the cops seem super copy is a way to keep the rank and file the people who aren't showing up at two in the morning. Why are they doing it at two in the morning? So the other protesters don't know how completely out of control it is and then you have this guy sounding like a total a-hole and that keeps a kind of body of American citizens on that side of the issue galvanized so that they, when it then they'll bring out what you just brought out they'll bring that out later and everybody will come together and say you know what we just need to restructure this, refund it and they'll bring it all together. I have a ton of stuff for the patron 15 as you Usual. I want to address what Trump said about illegal immigrants in um, the census. I have a strong things about that. I hope I have time to tell you the story about. The judge whose son was killed and husband was wounded—that is one, some kind of story that goes deep and even includes a, uh, a someone in a documentary called *The Red Pill*. So you're going to want to listen to that up next.
1: Interesting, and I have some interesting updates in the Ahmad Aubrey case involving one of the suspects, as well as. Some new some news about the George Floyd case. So we'll talk about that as well. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at the propreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report Podcast feed. If you want access to access that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com/slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you in the Patreon 15 or tomorrow.